Father, we're about to engage in something, in a word that you've released to me that in its, in its context seems and appears, by all appearances, seems very simple, um, but it's not. It is a word that if we can get a hold of it, like the songs that we say, it has punctuation, it has punctuation in it. It is important that we receive right what you have given to us so well. You are entrusting us with what we are about to receive. So help us today to be a faithful repository for the word that you are releasing to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. So I want to begin this series today called, He Came With. He Came With. Now, when I think about the, all that Christ has done and all that the Father has done, and I look around this room, I could look into the face of every single individual and I could look deep into your eyes and I could say to you, He came with this or He came with that. Today I'm going to be talking about forgiveness. But I could say to you, He came with that. Now, when I say that to you, every person I say that to has to make a decision on how they're going to receive that. So if I went to, let's say, I'm not going to call out names, but I went to John Doe, and I said, Christ came with forgiveness. John Doe could be like this. That's great. I'm so thankful. Get out of my way. Then I could go to Jane Doe, or he could say, I've heard that before. It holds no weight. Then I could go to Jane Doe, and I could say, Jane, Christ came with forgiveness. And Jane could look at me and Jane could say, tell me what that means. I understand that I need something more than I have. Scripture is clear when it talks about the story where to one, the word of life is, the, the word of God is life. And to another, it's the aroma of death. To one, his words smell like life. Mm, there's something in this and I want to lay hold of it. To another, it smells like death. There's just nothing in that for me. I'm really not interested. Why is it that the same word can have a different impact on two different people? Today, what I want to do, and what I'm hoping that this particular word will do, because this is actually going to be a series, and we're going to be talking about different things that he came with over the next few weeks. But today, I really want to help us understand the weight of forgiveness. Say that with me. The weight. Of forgiveness. Do we understand it? Do we get it? Do we really understand? Do we really have a grasp on what it means to be forgiven? Do we really understand what it is that He is offering to us following forgiveness, repentance, and forgiveness? Sometimes I think things occur in our life that seem very mundane. They don't seem like they have much power in them. So we don't give it a second thought. Sometimes when we enter into something, and I hope that I'm not being so vague here that, that I'm just speaking words that make no sense to you. But sometimes when we hear things or we, we begin something, we begin a new life, we begin a new job. Let's make it practical. We begin a new job. In the beginning, this thing is exciting. It's awesome. You get up in the morning. You can't wait to go. You're looking forward to meeting new people. You're looking forward to the new computer that they're giving you or space, desk space, whatever it might be. And you're excited about getting there. And then in time, that same place, even though you're going to the same place, seeing the same people, 
working in the same atmosphere, somehow what began as, wow, this is awesome, is now, oh, do I really have to get up and go? What changed? What changed? The pay is either the same or maybe even more. Maybe you even got a raise, but still it's lost its power. Man, this thing that I got is awesome. I was looking for this job. This is the job that I wanted. I wanted it for so long and I got it. Yes! And then a few months down the road, oh, man, I wish I could do something different. This just doesn't hold for me this way any longer. What changes? Let's talk about this with forgiveness because this is what I see. This is what I know to be true. Too often, so often, there are too many of any of us, they get to the place where we come to a position and a place in our lives where the Father has forgiven us. He's redeemed us. He's changed us. He's healed us. Whatever it is that He might have done, He did that. And in the beginning of that, there is a newness. There is a fresh, thank you. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you because I feel cleansed. And then time passes in that recognition that something powerful happened somehow loses its power. So it's no longer a recognition that, man, the God that worked in me on day one is working on me in year 20. And I don't want to lose fact, sight of the fact that He's changed me. Ava, I was thinking about you this week. And when I was thinking about you, stand with me. Stand up right, right there where you're at, please. How old are you today? 15 years old. I was thinking about you just this week. And I re went back. I recalled a moment in time when you were born. And I went to your mom and dad's house out in Deltona when you were just a little bitty squirt. I mean, you were just a spit, and I could hold you in one arm. And when I held you in that arm, Holy Spirit, immediately when I saw your face, Holy Spirit gave me something to sing to you. It's not a song that I wrote. It's, not a, it's a song somebody else wrote. I don't know who. But He gave me a song to sing over you. And the song was, The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So eat the fat and drink the sweet. Send portions to those who are weak. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I sang that, and I'm looking into your face, and I sang that several times, and I was taken back, and I could see it in my eyes. I could see it in my mind. Me singing 15 years ago to this brand new little baby I'm holding in my arm, not knowing why Holy Spirit gave that to me. But I'm going to tell you why. Because when everything's going on around you, when everything is happening all around in your life, and in, in, in all the things that you're navigating, all the moments and all the agreements and the disagreements that you are trying to navigate in life, the maturing in the places that you still want to be a child. When all of those things are happening, Holy Spirit wants to remind you that His joy is your strength. His joy. And He also wants you to know this today. That in you... He has the ability to sow His joy right here into the bosom of who you are. And then He said, I want you, Ava, to eat the fat of it and drink the sweet of it. 
And do it to such an extent that you are able to send portions to those who are weak and who don't have it. It's in you. And I'm reminding you today of the word he spoke and released to me that day. The song that he spoke to me that day. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So Ava, eat the fat and drink the sweet. And send portions to everyone who is weak. Because you have an abundance. Let the joy of the Lord that is in you flood out of you. Let day 15th year be as full of the joy of the Lord as day one in existence on this earth. Come on. So, when... When Holy Spirit does something and He forgives us, the danger is that we come into this place of forgiveness and we realize that He has changed us and somehow that change gets lost in the busyness of life. The idea and the reality and the acceptance, the receptant, recept, the, the receiving of His blood, of His forgiveness, of His handprint on us saying, Whatever you have done before now, I don't even remember. So please, don't try to remind me. (laughs) You need to hear me. He said, I've forgiven you. This is day one. Whatever you have done, you have repented and I've forgiven. So please don't try to remind me. And in that first moment, in the freshness of that moment, I'm free. I'm delivered. I feel light. I feel unburdened. I feel unweighted. I feel loved. I feel again that I have hope and I have promise. When we enter into that in the beginning and then time passes and we slowly begin to do exactly what He asked us not to do and that's we we begin to try to remind Him. Oh, that promise that I felt, I, I feel like it's not there because this happened. And in time, that freedom the later. We begin to reflect on the wrong place in time. When He wants us in our forgiveness to reflect on what is to come, too often we're flect- we are reflecting on what has already occurred. And the Father's saying, I want you to look past where you were. And I want you to look into where you can be. And if you can do that every day, every day, every day. If I can get up every day and say, today, today I am born again. Today I am a new creature. Today I am forgiven. Today, whatever happened yesterday, whatever happened five minutes ago, I'm not that person anymore. He can do miracles with you. So the title of this series is He Came With, and today I want to talk about this. He came with this first. He came with forgiveness. He came with forgiveness. Read with me, if you would, turn to John 3.16, Scripture that you all know, you know very well. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. I'm going to say this, and I want to make sure that every single person hears me, whether you're in this room or you're watching online today. For God 
So loved the earth, so loved the world, so loved you. So loved you, so loved you. For God so loves you. Everybody say, God loves me. Put your hands on yourself, say, God loves me. Oh man, does he? Oh man, does he? Do it again. Put your hands on yourself. Say, God loves me. me. Now let me tell you what's in that. It doesn't matter whether you believe that right now or not. He does. Whether or not you believe he does or not is irrelevant right now. Because he does. Put your hands on yourself again and say, God loves me. For God so loves you that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but could live forever. Have eternal life. What does that mean? (laughs) This is what it means. See, I've been in ministry for 33 years, almost, March 17th. 33 years. In 33 years, I really don't recall a time waking up in the morning not excited about what God might do with me that day. It's true. Even in the middle of the bad days, in the good days, doesn't make me perfect because believe me, I'm not. Just this morning, I'm away here. I was reminded by Holy Spirit of something I need to work on in my life. And when he forgets to remind me, why my wife will. <laughs> right. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for a good wife that yeah. doesn't mind saying, you better change that. <laughs> and I'm thankful for a wife that will let me remind her of the same. <laughs> How come I didn't get a hallelujah? hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> right. I need, I need, hey, I need some agreement, okay? But he moves and, and, and he does and he, he heals and he, he forgives. And, and, and you and me, for God so loved, he forgave. For God so loved, he gave. For God so loved, he reconciled. For God so loved, he made a way. For God so loved, he's made a path. Whether we, at the moment before we receive Him, believe or not, I can tell you that the path does not grow dull on day 300. The path is full of life every single day. So that whosoever would believe on Him could have eternal life. In other words, getting up every day saying exactly what I said a moment ago. I look forward to what this day has, even on those bad days. I look forward to whatever it is that the Father might want to do today. Even if it's, I get up and I'm frustrated. I remember a time, and I'm going to tell this story. I remember a time when, when this is years ago, and Kim and I were in the process of purchasing our first home in Panama City, Florida. And we went down to... And I, you, some of you know this story, but at that time, we, we qualified for welfare. We rejected it. We would not receive it. I just was never of the mindset that I just could not do that. So we just plowed our way through those moments where we didn't have anything at all. But we wanted to try to get a house. And we found this little house that we just thought was amazing. 
and that we might be able to do this. So we went to these companies, to the banks, and, and we applied, and this was on the week of Christmas in 1992, I think, the week of Christmas, and we went down, and when we got there, it was in 92, and we get down to the bank, and they send us a letter on Christmas Eve, December the 24th. Let me say something about that before I tell you what the letter said. Christmas Eve every year, our family gets together and we have communion together. And we share together. And usually I was the one to administer the communion. I would be the one to minister that to everybody. Offer that to everyone. Or teach about it. On this particular Christmas Eve, that day, we got a letter in the mail. We received a letter in the mail that said, you have been denied. Everything in us knew that house we could afford. And we were so certain we could get that house. I mean, there was no possibility that they would turn us down. Even though we made nothing. But we made enough to pay rent where we were, and the house payment would be less than the rent. So in my mind, I think it's logical to believe that they would approve us for this. We, even though we were poor as Job's turkey, whatever in the world that means, <laughs> we never starved. We still balanced and did what we needed to do, but we received this letter and it crushed me. Because we, both of us made us so upset. So my mother-in-law, before we go over there, she said, Steve, she said, she was amazing, she was an incredible woman, but she said, Steve, she said, um, got everything ready for communion, are you ready? And I said, I can't do it tonight. She said, what do you mean? And I said, I, 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 can't, I can't do it. In fact, I don't even know that I said that, I think I had my wife tell her. Call your mom, tell her, I'm not, I'm not I'll take communion, but I'm not teaching it because I'm not in the mindset. Because <laughs> I'm mad. Because I got rejected, and I'm really mad. I should have taken welfare, and then I could have got a free house. I didn't say that. And I said, tell your mom, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And she called her mom, and, and now my wife was not okay with that. And she said, I don't understand that. And I said, I'm just telling you, in my mind, I'm so caught up in this, in this ruling I can't get past it, and there's no way. I'm afraid I'm going to say, take this cup! And follow this! Read after me! Because there was such an anger in me. And I didn't. I didn't give communion. So my father-in-law did, and when he ministered communion that night, by the time we got home, I felt like, Father, somehow I missed the point. I don't know how I missed the point because I love any opportunity I get to minister, I love it. And somehow I got caught up because I let Adam get in the way of the Christ in me. And for a bit that day, I gave up that joy. I wasn't thinking about the, all that he had done for me. I wasn't thinking about all the ways that he had changed mine and my wife's life. I wasn't thinking about all the ways he had added to us. I could only think about the one thing that was seemingly taken from us. And I had to repent. 
I'm so sorry because I lost sight of the power of your promise. The next day was Christmas Day. And we were all gathered together. We were eating whatever we were eating that day. And we were gathered together. And I was telling the story. And, and you know, we, we were declined and yada yada. And I was upset about it and blah, blah, blah. But I'm good now. And, and my wife's cousin said, I've got an, somebody I want you to call. Give these people a call and see what they say. This is Christmas Day. So Christmas is over. Kim and I get home. Back then there were no cell phones or any of that. So I, we get home and I call. And I leave a message on the number the voicemail or whatever they, the machine that they had back then, and I left a voice, a message. And I said, this is Steve Parker. I'm Stephen Kim with Stephen Kim, and, and we're wanting to buy a home, and we were giving you a number. So the guy calls us back the following day after Christmas. He calls us back, and he said, come to the office and bring me this, this, and this. We take, long story short, we take all of the stuff to him. Take it to him. The next day he calls and says, you're approved. You can buy that house. And it was cheaper than what we would have gotten it for through the bank. The interest rate was less than what we were going to get from the bank. See, sometimes, 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 when something comes to us from the Father, when He gives us a gift, we need to recognize that the first thing that might seem like rejection or denial that isn't there, the joy that we had before we got the gift, we need to maintain that joy because we need to trust Him. You hearing what I'm telling you today? So he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He says to us, to you and me, if we are forgiven and we can accept that we're forgiven and we get up in the morning and we say, You have forgiven, you know, it would be powerful for us to get up every morning and say, Thank you. I want to honor that, Father. I want to honor that today. I want to honor that you love this house. You love this temple. I want to honor that. So that when I get up every single day, I can say, not only was forgiveness powerful on the first day, on day 987, forgiveness is... I still get up. And I still recognize you have forgiven me of so much. Without reflecting on the past, but looking. You forgave me so I could get to this. His coming made a way for us to have, and then you can fill this in if you're following on the notes. What did you put in there? Eternal life. His coming made a way for you and me to experience what it is to have eternal life. Not life on day one. Listen to me. Say it with me. Not life on day one. You need to get this. He didn't come. He didn't die. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son so that whosoever believes in Him could have life on the first day and be miserable every day after that. No, get what I'm telling you right now. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son so that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but should have eternal life. Not just life on day one and be miserable the rest of it. Should have eternal life. That is your promise. I'm telling you, He came to give you life. Now let me say something very personal. If you're in this room and you think, you know what, it was really exciting when I first got saved, but now, you know, I just, you know, mm, I take it with a grain of salt. You know, I really never think about God. I really never think about what He's done for me. I really never think about the opportunity that is before me. I really never think about the ways I'm going to tell you today, maybe forgiveness needs to come again. 
Maybe there's some among us right now under the sound of my voice. Maybe you're watching online and you need a reminder from Holy Spirit today to remind you really of what He's done in your life. And not only what He's done, but what He wants to do. He came to make the exchange, to make a trade. He said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you eternal life. And in exchange for that, I'm going to take all your sin. What I want to do is I want to come and I'm going to give you eternal life. I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to give you eternal life. And in exchange for that, I'm going to trade eternal life for all your heartache. I'm going to trade eternal life for all your pain. I'm going to trade eternal life for all the things that you blame yourself for. You didn't hear me now. I'm going to give you eternal life if you'll trust me, if you'll let me forgive you, if you'll simply repent and you'll let me forgive you. I want you to know, not just once, not just once, not just today, but every day, I want to make a trade with you every day and I want to give you eternal life. All I'm asking from you is trust me. Acknowledge that it is actually me that's working in you. Stop giving credit to your employer or to somebody else or to a college degree and begin to reflect. That might be part of your path, but the wholeness of that, the root of that, the strength and the power and the gasoline that fuels that engine is the anointing of God. And then in Isaiah 55, 7, it says this. It says, let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and He will have mercy on them and to our God, for He will freely pardon. Isaiah gives us here the perfect answer to how we receive forgiveness. And he said, do what? He said, turn to the Lord. Let me read it again. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Stop. Dwelling. Listen, everybody listening to me right now, stop thinking about all of your disqualifications. Stop thinking about all the times you came up short, all the times you started right and finished left. Stop thinking about that. He said, let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Remember this. You are a child of God. And He came with forgiveness to reconcile you and me back to His Father. Not just so that we could say, I'm a believer Not just so that we could say, I'm now a son of God, but so that we could say, everything that Christ has, I have too. In every way that He knows the Father, I know the Father also. I have access to an account that is not limited. I have access to an account that pays dividends every single day. I have access to an account that is not subject to the stock market. I have access to something that is not determined by a government, whether it's democratic or authoritarian. I have access to something that is more than the natural. I have access. Somebody might be wondering, why are these people coming up there and clapping hands with you? We're not clapping, we're striking, we're coming into agreement. It's a yes and amen, it's a statement, it is a, I'm saying yes and amen to this. It's like David, when he bowed down and he lifted his hands, he said, I can do nothing but praise you. In the middle of everything going around me, David said, I, can find, I find myself doing nothing but lifting up my voice and honoring you. 
I'm coming into agreement with everything that you've ever said. In the middle of all of it, I can't do anything but shout. I can't do anything but strike hands with you today. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. And let them then turn to the Lord. And what will He do? What will He do? What will He do? He will do this. Let them turn to the Lord. And He said, I will have mercy. We sang about it. I will have mercy on them and let them turn to our God and he will freely pardon <laughs> he will freely pardon what did he come with he came with forgiveness and you know when he came he came excited no one can minister like Christ ministered and not be excited about their ministry No one is going to walk, be touched all day long, every day. People grabbing at him, pulling his clothes, pulling his robe, tugging at his hair. I need, well, I can't tug yours. I need you. I need you. <laughs> Heal me. I have a brother. I have a sister. My mama's dying. No one would do that every single day without a passion. And his passion is to pardon his passion is to set free. His passion is to... ...nights everything around it. Causes everything that was invisible to suddenly become visible. Every possibility that had been unseen, suddenly I can see it. He came with forgiveness. And he wants to forgive you. He came with to pardon. And he wants to pardon you and me. You might say, oh, but I serve him. I love him. I'm forgiven. But can you say, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Can you say, when I got up this morning, I was reminded again of how great my God is. When I got up this morning, I could not wait to get to the house of the Lord and worship with another people, with people that love Him. I could not wait to get up because I know what He has pardoned me of. And I'm excited about what He's bringing to me. If that is not your story, if your story is, well, actually, I'm here today because my wife brought me. Or I'm here today because my husband brought me or I'm here today because my parents said that I needed to be there if that's your story I want to tell you something today it doesn't have to be I want you to know today that what he wants to do for you is he wants to breathe joy back into you he wants to breathe power back into you he wants every one of your moments to be a moment of power and a moment of authority and a moment of awareness and a moment where you are keenly in tune with everything that he wants to do you recognize and everything that he does throughout your day you recognize when you sit at this computer I couldn't even sit here if it was not for the if it were not for the glory of God in my life he wants you to recognize when you're cleaning a toilet I couldn't even clean this toilet if God didn't give me life 
just need to hear me today. You just need to hear me. Because that joy, Ava, that I sang over you 15 years ago and did my best to sing over you this morning, <laughs> that joy, yeah. send portions to those who are weak. Yeah. I'm going to tell you today, He fills us, He pardons us, and He fills us. Mahala, why? So when I do show up at work, yeah. no one's going to say, that's not the kind of believer I want to be. I'm going to ooze the truth. You're standing next to a pardoned man. I'm going to ooze this truth. You occupy an office with one forgiven. No matter what's going on around the world today, this I know. My God has indeed set me free. I am not a bond man and I am not a bond woman. I am not a slave or free by man's definition. I am a son of God. Do you hear me today? So I today am speaking to every single person in this room, every single person that's watching online. I'm speaking to you today, and I want you to hear my words. If the joy that you had on day one when you came to Christ, suddenly you find yourself never even considering Christ. You don't consider whether the decisions that you make bring Him glory or not. It doesn't occur to you to think about, Father... What's in me that needs to be changed? I said to someone just this week, I had lunch with someone, and I said to them, I asked them a question. I said, do you ever do self-reflection? And in that self-reflection, what do you see? And they shared something with me. I'm not going to share, but they shared something with me about their... That's, they said, yes, I do. And this is what I've been seeing about myself. And I'm beginning to move and beginning, beginning to make those changes. And I want to say to you today, maybe today is the day. Pardon me, God. I come to you with all that I am. And somehow I lost sight. I've lost focus. Somehow I've forgotten the power of the pardon. Somehow it doesn't didn't matter to me anymore. But I repent of that. Because I recognize that everything I am, everything I do, and every way that I do it, reflects upon you. Breathe that life into all of us again today, Holy Spirit. Breathe that life into all of us again today, Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me, please? You know, we find ourselves in these places, in these moments, when we really in our heart, and in this room right now, watching online, in, in our heart, we know that God's speaking to us. And we can feel that He's really trying to urge us, or for lack of a better way to put it, He's kind of pushing us along. We feel this sense of, 
I have to step out. I remember when I came to Christ and when I listened to that preacher preach and he was standing up there in the front of that auditorium and he began to preach. I remember the feeling that I had. I remember this sense of, one, I, I don't really want to walk down in front of anybody. It was a very large church and, and I didn't want to walk down in front of anybody. And then two, will anything really happen? But before I realized it, I was on my way down to the front of that auditorium in 1985, in July the 8th. And I'm walking down to the front of that church, and before I realized it, I'm not going to give all the details, but by, before that day was over, I said, Father, forgive me for being a guy who really didn't consider what was important to you. Forgive me for being a guy that felt like my life was my own. Never considered that it was bought with a price. Forgive me. For what I understand and even what I don't understand, just forgive me. And you know what? I didn't have to use big words. I didn't have to use big sentences. I didn't have to do anything. I just said, I'm sorry. And I knew in that moment when I said I was sorry... I was forgiven. And you know what happened? In that moment when I said, I'm sorry, and I knew I was forgiven, there, nothing major happened. There wasn't this sudder, sudden fluttering. There was, nothing lit up in the room. The lights didn't flicker. Clouds didn't form. There were no voices deep bellowing from the distance. I just knew. And I had faith. I'm now a changed man. And I walked out of that room. It was a little choir room in the back of that church. And I walked out of that room and I never looked back. I never looked back at who I was. I never looked back at the things that I did. I never looked back at any of that, but I plowed forward. And every day I did everything I knew to do to press in to know God. I want to know you, God. I want to know you. I want to know you. And I did what I knew to do. Then it was small little pieces here and there until I learned what to do. But I can tell you all these years later, 30 what? However many years later? How many years later? I don't know. All these years later, I can tell you this. I'm, st I'm still not looking back. I never consider what I might have missed. The people that were no longer part of my life. I, I'm just being honest. I didn't consider the places that I used to go. Some of them my favorite places I look forward to every Friday night because it's there. By the time I got home, I couldn't remember where I was on Friday night. Never considered any of that. All I knew was, I'm a changed man. And I like this. So, I'm saying to you today, make this your day. Can today be your July the 8th? Can today be your 1985? Can today be your moment where you bring it to the Father? That I want tomorrow and the next day. And I'm going to recognize you in every day going forward. I am no longer looking backwards. I am looking ahead. And I choose to glorify you. I'm not going to ask anybody to come to the front today. I'm not going to ask you to step out. 
What I am going to do is I'm going to pray for all of you and I'm going to ask my wife to join me. Come and join me, please, hon. Would you lift your hands? And I'm going to let you decide for yourself because you know where you are. You know whether you have taken seriously the gift that he has given you. Did you just open it and throw it on a shelf? Or do you every day recognize the value that he has given you? So lift your hands. And Father, I lift my voice and I join with this people today. And I join with Holy Spirit. I join with the heavens today. I join with a host of heavens today. And we lift our voice today. And I don't know, watching online or standing in this building today, I don't know who is... I was speaking the words you put in my heart today. I don't know who identified the most with those words, but I believe in some way all of us can. Forgive us. May today be our day of pardon in the joy that we know we are forgiven. Father, let us build on that every single day. May we, going forward, wake up every morning recognizing I am a free son of God. Father, let it be. Help us, Holy Spirit, show us the ways that we give away that joy so that we can close the doors to those places by your word and by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Be seated for just a moment. And before we close, I want Kaylee to share what she shared this morning about value. Just grab one of those mics up there, please. We met this morning to pray, and she shared what she heard about value and I think it would be fruitful for you to hear as well. Hello. (laughs) So this morning um, we are always asked to bring something to the table and beyond that I want to bring something to the table not that I'm just asked Mm -hmm. to but um, for you and so this morning and for the house and this morning Yahweh told me to bring value and the value of who he is who christ is and so many times in this culture and in where we dwell and live value is been given to how much money you make value has been given to you what job i have value might be the grade i make and we find our identity and our value in the thing mm-hmm. and when we do that any person that comes and speaks against that or uh, my, I go down in my paycheck or I get a C on a test, all of a sudden who I am is devalued. <laughs> right. I can't find myself because I have placed it in the wrong thing. But he told me today that he is the pearl of great price. Mm-hmm. He is the thing that if your value is found in Christ, then there is no wind and no rain and no storm and no thing that can come and strip you of who you are and the worth that you bring to the table. You are valuable because he's valuable. Amen. 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 Amen.